Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the 1024 Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about dating and what that looks like in the realm of relationships. We hope we appreciate y'all tuning in today and we hope that y'all, uh, y'all stay with us on this ride. Yeah, so last time we, uh, first of all, we want to start out with dogs win, okay? Dogs win, they're all as good in the gas household, okay? There's no um, depression to be had. Um, now that the dogs have won in glorious fashion, we had a little scare in the last, you know, five minutes of the ball game, but dogs pulled it out. Uh, my father's happy, so we're good to go at the Gaddis household. No, no heart attack from Andy this week. No heart attack from Andy. He, uh, you know, it was all it was all whoop whoops in the Gaddis household. It wasn't any, you know, no tears were shed now for the dogs. So we're good to go there. Uh, Florida Seminoles. How about that? How about what do they do? Florida State absolutely demolished uh, Miami, as is as is usual nowadays. Um, you know, forty five to three, I think was the final score. Jordan Travis looks like a Heisman candidate. So, you know, pretty much the best team in football is all I got to say. Hey, there you go. Hey, look. <laughs> also, big news: LSU beat Alabama. Alabama's second loss. That's a big. That's big. That was a great game. Two, that was a great two game. regular season losses for Nick Saban for the first time in what feels like forever. Uh, it's a beautiful thing to see. I will say it is, over, great. over here in the Schmidt house, uh, my wife's a little tore up. Clemson did lose to Notre Dame. That was kind of embarrassing. Yeah. Um, but that was a good game too, though. That was a blowout, dude. For the rest of us, we're, uh, we're, we're glad that uh, Clemson got taken down a peg. That's all I got to say. <laughs> I think the uh, the LSU game was the best game on. Oh, yeah. That was a great game. Oh, yeah. I watched every second of it. It was screaming like a little girl. Yeah, I didn't so watch like, it, dude. I didn't figure it would be that good It was game. such a good game. I know. I didn't watch there it. Were, I, I'm kicking were, myself for it, too. There dude. were too many good games at that 7 to 7.30 slot, man. I was bouncing between Clemson and Notre Dame and FSU and Miami. and. Uh, oh, Notre Dame. Yeah, they, they – yeah, it'd be Clemson. Yeah, so yeah. John's uh, yeah, Sarah Kate, John's wife is uh, a big Clemson fan. Um, that was her alma mater. So she yeah, I bet that was hard to watch the LSU game. Then you're like, I mean, yeah, tune into that. I kept trying yeah. to switch back and forth, and it was just a whole thing, man. <laughs> but yeah, we went to Dollywood this weekend though, so that was cool. <laughs> oh shoot, yeah, how was that? Dude. Dollywood, I hear, is uh, almost as big as like uh, like Disney World or Six Flags. Or yeah, we got like some that. friends that that's all they won't go anywhere else. Dude, Dollywood's, really? Dollywood's Dollywood. popping, man. You got to go in, get you some cinnamon bread. Shout out the Grist Mill. Shout out Dolly Parton, my homie. Um, <laughs> place is popping, man. I'm a, I'm an annual pass holder to Dollywood now, so that's kind of rowdy. Really? See, in my mind, I've always envisioned Dollywood as like the redneck Disney World. It's like an old school, like dude, really old ride. It has some. It yeah. has some pretty legit thrill rides. There was there was one ride we went on. Um, I, I didn't, I wasn't able to breathe the whole time we were on it. Like I kept trying to breathe and then just cause of the G's or whatever. Yeah, man. Like I couldn't lift my head forward. Um, there was one port where I was looking down the shirt of the dude in front of me and I thought I was about to pee myself and it was intense. <laughs> dude, the, okay. I will say one, uh, just a, a shameless plug, I guess for, uh, um, so universal studios is the new Jurassic Park uh, ride that they have. Velocicoaster is, like, is hype. Yes, dude. It's like they're – I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, we're like pulling six Gs like right yeah. out of the gate, dude. Like it's like you go like insane, You go like 71 dude. miles an hour the entire time. You're flying. Yeah. That ride's crazy. Wow. Yeah, it's awesome. But anyways, uh, the topic that we have today that we wanted to get into a little bit um, because it's – if, if you're in my stage of life, um, it's it's pretty much the, 
the most relevant thing, I mean, besides obviously the Lord is, um, is dating. It's a, it's a big struggling point for a lot of people. Um, it's, it's a lot of people's focus. And, uh, and like I said, in my stage of life, really being a 23 year old, you have two groups of people really. It's, you know, you have the really immature people that are still, you know, coming out of college and, you know, still want to, you know, go out and party and, you know, be out with friends and be late nights. And, and you have people that are ready to settle down and, and, you know, start a family. And, and Drew's you know, been ready to settle down since he was about 14. <laughs> yeah, no, look, I, look, I, I'll say this, you know, people will disagree, but there's nothing, nothing, not a daggone thing good that happens after midnight. If I'm up past midnight, like there is something that has gone incorrect. Like I, it, it's something has, the wheels have fallen off in the Gaddis household because it just I I am an unpleasant person past midnight. I really am. You're an I unpleasant person past four p.m. <laughs> well, I mean that's not true. That's, that's not that's not incorrect. I have to have my uh, my two p.m. nap. Um, now it's like a it's like my my internal clock is going. You know, trying to get me to go to sleep now as I'm waking up. Like I don't even I don't really even wake up early anymore. I used to like when I you know when I w- used to work at another station I had to get up super duper early but now i don't even get up like i mean i get up at five o'clock which is i mean there's lots of people that get up a lot a lot earlier than that um so i don't even have an excuse anymore i'm just tired and <laughs> yeah. old. little do you know that once you get married and have kids you no longer sleep you don't get much sleep see i yeah maybe that's why the lord hasn't allowed me to be buried and have kids yet because he knows that i'm just not ready to deal with that you'll yet. get up a lot after midnight yeah that's, that's yeah that's not yeah i just I just can't do it, man. But anyways, we wanted to just talk about dating, get into get into it a little bit. Some of our our past experiences and you know what has helped yeah, us. Both and, positive you know, and negative experiences. Are... Yes, yes. It sounds like John. It sounds like that's what you just did. Did you take your your wife to the Dollywood? Yeah, man. So kind of a, a we date go, we thing? we uh we like to do um, every couple months or so like a weekend away, and whether that weekend away is you know going and seeing my family in Georgia or whether it's like going to Dollywood or whatever, like just break up the norm um, and be intentional with it. Cause I feel like, so, yeah, so, so often you can get caught up in the mundane and in the routine of things. And so we went with uh, our best friends. Um, they're another married couple. It's actually Sarah Kate's college roommate and her husband. So we went up with them to Dollywood, man. We left Sunday morning, um, got up there, did a whole day at the park. Spent the night at a hotel up there and then just shopped around and came back like yesterday and was back in bed before 10 o'clock. It was a good time. <laughs> there you go. So you went with the college uh, friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a, that's a pretty cool thing to talk about because a lot of times when people are single and they, they have that friend group, that tight friend group in college, what happens is somebody gets married and then they just disappear, it seems yeah. like. And then slowly everyone gets married and disappears and it's just you. And you're like... Whoa, what's yes. going on here? And that is currently my situation. And you feel that pressure. You feel that pressure like, I need to get married. I need to. Yes. Like everyone's married and having kids are starting to laugh. I'm getting left behind. You yes. ever feel that, Gettys? Well, that's, yeah, that's, you just hit the nail on the head, dude, because that's, that's where I am. Because I've touched on this for, uh, a couple podcasts now that we've done is that I've, for our friend group growing up, I was the youngest and like intentionally I made myself the youngest. And, and so because of that, like, you know, three or four of us now have gotten married, like, and now one of us is having kids, which is a whole nother, you know, whole nother thing. Oh, another thing. Him being, yeah. him being a father <laughs> and, you know, them working through that and all that. But, you know, especially now, like, it hits home with, you know, John, because, like, you know, growing up, John was my you know, best friend and we always did everything together. And, yeah, as you, know, you said, you went, went to the gas station with him, get gas <laughs> and things like that. So I bet it was, uh, it was 
pretty different. Let's talk about that. How 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 was it whenever he, John got married, and you're no longer saying like, "Hey, John, what's up, man?" And him coming over. Yeah, yeah, and it's even more difficult for for our friendship. You know, we have to find other other ways to communicate or whatever because he is now lives in South Carolina, and you know, we I I live where we grew up in Georgia. Um, so when he got married, he moved over to South Carolina to be with uh, his wife's family. So it's you know, we're, we're, he's still one of my you know, best friends in the whole wide world, but it's tough for us to, you know, get together or whatever. Just when he, he comes, you know, back in town, we'll, we'll try to do something. But it's, you know, it kind of le- left me feeling on an island until I, I, I really met you, Rusty, because, you know, something that also about me is that I don't really make friends well. Like, I, I, I've been the type of person that has, you know, four really good friends, but really no other friends like a bunch of acquaintances but i don't really make you know get close to a bunch of people like some people like are just true extroverts and like we'll have like four thousand friends that you know they go out every every night and but that's just not me i i, I didn't you're not talking to somebody at the grocery store for an hour <laughs> no absolutely not i i i i intentionally make sure that i don't talk to anybody at the grocery store to make sure that <laughs> Drew hits Kroger up at 9 30 in the morning so it's him and the blue hairs and it's actually Publix oh. now, and that's seven. Oh. Yeah. oh, he likes the Publix. <laughs> I love the Publix, man. You have to find the deals. Hey, Wednesday the night, Wednesday night deals. sushi at Publix. Shout out, shout out, five dollars sushi at the Publix. Absolutely not. That's even. That's almost like gas station. Nah, sushi. man, you're missing you out. You're missing out. No, I'll say this though. Kind of on the other end of that situation, it was like, it was isolating for me too, dating somebody in a different state. And I mean, Rusty, I think you can attest to this. It's like I dated a whole. Um, I don't want to say plethora because that makes it sound like I just dated everybody, but I, I dated like five or six people through college um, sporadically. And the the first date that I went on with Sarah Kate, it was like something was different. It went from like dating other people before and being like, I could see myself marrying this person to dating. Like our fir- my first date with Sarah Kate is like, I already like feel the inkling of wanting to, to marry this person. Um, and I think that that was intimidating to, for me because it was like, She's from a different state. She'll she'll pull me away from what I've known my whole life, um, and then certainly getting married and moving away. It was like, I don't have Drew. I don't have my other guy friends. Like I don't have this community that I built up over the years. But just me, me and yeah, you. Yeah, just it, 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 that that's a scary thing. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for me, it's you know, I, I don't want to say I've, I've dated a plethora of people because that just sounds like, you know, <laughs> or everybody has, everybody's always, you know, you, you meet somebody, you become friends and these, you go on dates and it's not like, we're not saying it like, like the world would think about it. Like, oh, I slept with yeah. a lot of people, which is kind of the notion people get when you think about dating because people have dating all wrong. That's why we're here to talk about this. Yeah. Yeah. We wanted to just speak some light into that. And like, it's not it from- about that. Dating is, is literally you're getting to know someone with with the end goal of saying I'm gonna marry you. Yes, yes. And that's why it's such an important thing to to make sure you have those values set out in front right right from the beginning, the very start of your relationship, and saying, hey, this is who I am. I'm a Christian, and this is what I believe. And and I've I've talked to you personally uh, at the station in different places, and you, and you've told me that's kind of what you've done with this new relationship. And I, hopefully, it, you know, it works out. I don't want to predict the future, but maybe maybe something like that in your future. Maybe there's a marriage. Yeah, and it's a uh, it's something I want to talk about too. Is you know. Just as a, a, a fresh new, really, this is this is the first, you know, attempt at a relationship that I've had since I've um, tried to recommit my life to the Lord and you know not doing some of the old mistakes that I was having, and so it's um it's a whole new set of struggles that 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 come with that. But 
really what I, I have seen that has the biggest made the biggest difference so far you know it's it's a very fresh relationship so you know it's all you know obviously we're keeping it keeping it light and you know just trying to see how it, where get, it goes get how to it know goes. each other yeah yeah just get to know each other but it's been a very big important of being truly equally yoked and i never really understood that until like like i said i i, I met this girl because it as we've spoken to before, there's a difference between a churchgoer and a Christian, which I was for many years being a churchgoer. I knew right from wrong, but I didn't really, you know, put too much account to it. Like, I, you know, I, in my relationships, you know, it was still, you know, sexually focused and we're going out and partying and, you know, that was the whole thing. Very much to what the world. God was. wasn't first in your relationship. No, no, no. And I've 100% come to the conclusion and the Lord has shown me that, you know, anything, no matter relationships, work, anything, if it's not Christ centered, it's just. So how is that? How is this new relationship different from previous relationships with God being the focus, God being centered and and with not doing those things you used to do because now God is the focus. How is it different? Yeah, for me or for, you know, I've talked about this, you know, my, my hot dog, as we've all said before is, 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 is sex. Like I, you know, and unfortunately, I, I made a mistake younger, and you know that mistake just kept compounding for many years in my life. You know, just you know, yeah, being sexually immoral. I mean, is, is what it is. Um, it's easy to get caught up in that, and it's easy to yeah. stay caught up in that after you've already done that. That's yes, yes. It's a hard thing to avoid, especially after you've already tasted yeah. something. Yes, like that. that's what I'm. Yeah, that's what I want to say is, is you know, if you if you hear nothing. You know, I'm 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 not a wise dude. You know, I'm still very young. I'm still very you know figuring out. But one thing I have you know definitely learned is that you know if if you hear nothing else from me is please like if you're a, if you're a dude still dating and you know you're still you know still virgin still pure like please stay that way because like you you hear it from all your parents and everybody older you know oh you know you don't need to have sex like you just waiting for marriage and you know it gets old like from people I understand because I was the same way like you know I was like ah doesn't really matter like you know but that's how the the devil gets you is you know you just he he talks little words like little sweet words into your into your ear but now you know now trying to be pure and 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 putting our you know our relationship into a god-centered relationship it's it's difficult man because like it's you know i've tasted that you know you gotta have boundaries yes yes and that's that's you know for the big like well, what you're saying for the big, what's at least different now that I've seen that it hasn't been in a lot of my other relationships that I've had in the past couple of years is a clear set rule of, you know, of boundaries and someone that is willing to stand firm on those yeah. boundaries as well. Yeah. Like not just because, you know, we all say, you know, or at least in my experience, all the relationships, you know, I've had or, you know, you know, we'll check, we'll check the boxes. Yeah. I, you know, yeah. I, I'm a Christian. Yeah. Okay. Box check. Yeah. I want to wait till marriage. Okay. Box check. Yeah. I don't, you know, I don't really drink. Yeah. Box check. But it's different between checking the boxes and actually when the rubber meets the road, like living it out. Yes. Like, okay, now you're, now you're actually alone watching a movie and now you have the opportunity to, you know, to cross that line. Like, are you going to like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and like, if you're weak, is your partner going to say, okay, I am being yeah. firm. Like we're done here. Like, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I think it's really important that you you realize that God's word holds more weight and more value to you than than anything else. So you look at that and you say, well, God says not to do this, and there's a reason for that. That marriage 
is where where sex and all those things should be taking place, right? It shouldn't be taking place out of that for a reason. And you you've noticed before, I'm sure, as a as I have in past relationships that were that were sexually involved that weren't in a marriage, all the stuff that comes with that, all the insecurity, all the uh, just the bitterness towards each other, all these all these little things start sprouting up in the relationship, and it and it becomes tainted and poisoned. Yeah. But yet inside my marriage, as a married man now, I've learned that sex is the most beautiful, amazing thing, and none of those things exist inside of our marriage because we're we're now doing it the way God designed it. And yes. it, it's it's so much more amazing when you wait and do it in that way. And the only way I know that is because I I, I didn't I messed up as you as you were talking about. Yeah. You know I did I, I lived the the way the world says we should live, which a lot of times seems like it's more fun and more thrilling, but it really just causes more problems. I think the tricky yeah. thing with it too and, is like, you know, you have um, all of the the extra guilt and the extra shame or whatever the other words you want to throw yeah. at it are coming into your marriage like at least i experienced that you know um bringing in mistakes and uh shame and, and you know the consequences of sexual immorality prior to to my my marriage with my wife bringing that in and, and having to, to tell her like you know you're i'm not a virgin like you are not the first person that i've had sex with and and the just the feelings and knowing the consequence then of actions where when I committed those actions, I didn't understand the gravity of the consequences. But looking back on it, it's like, oh, that's the reason for this. Like that's that's why the Bible, like that's why God is so so stern on sex outside of marriage, because He designed it for this, and the consequences of it outside of this context are are massive. Yeah, and isn't it crazy how society tells us like, oh no, you know, don't listen to that. God's just trying to steal your fun, your joy, but like God's the creator of it. Yeah. So if I was, you know, Steve Jobs and I, I invented the iPhone and I've said, this is what the iPhone does, right? And you do the opposite. What happens? You, you can't turn it in on a warranty and, and get it replaced because he said, no, it's, you know, at least the, they probably are now, but the original iPhones weren't waterproof. And he says, don't go swimming with your iPhone. And you did. When they take it apart, they would see those little things that would show that it's been wet. And they say, sorry, this has been water damaged. We can't replace it. You know, you could argue all day long, and they're not going to replace it. They they were the creator. They said it doesn't last in the water. You can't do that. Yeah. You know, and, and there's nothing you can do about this. He's the creator, and so the creator of sex, the thing that we try to step out and enjoy as we're single, says it's not right. It's not going to work out. It's not gonna. You're not going to have the full intent. You're not going to be able to use this product to the full capacity of what of how I created it. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and it's. In literally in the Bible, and I, for, I forget, of course, this is going to be my theme, I guess, on this podcast is the saying Bible verses that I have no idea where they're the from. The forgetful quoter. Yes, the forgetful quoter is, it, you know, it, it literally says that sex, sexual immorality is the only sin that it's of inside the body. Everything else is uh, against the body. Uh, yeah. yeah, against the body, but sin, sin or sex. Uh, sex is against the body, yeah. Yeah, sex is in, like an in inward um and inward sin, and it's because like it affects like for me at least, I, I knowing firsthand, it affects every you know bit of that relationship that you're trying to have. Like 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 First um, Corinthians said, six eighteen. Anyway. There you go. Oh, First I guess Corinthians my job six eighteen. Would be to okay, find, read find the the address for the verses that Drew Drew quotes. Yeah. Well, we'll read it then for us, so we know exactly what it uh, says. Flee from sexual immorality. Every sin, whatever if a man might do, is outside the body. But the one sinning. But the one sinning sexually sins against their own body. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, there's a reason that 
you know, the Bible says that is because, you know, and, and over and over in the Bible, like it brings up sexual immorality a bunch because like even in Paul's letters to the Corinthians, like he was, he said like into the Gentiles and like he was saying, look, brothers, you like flee from everything that's sexual immorality because he know, you know, the Holy Spirit knows that how poisonous it can be. And it, it, like I said, it, it, it has been in my life. Um, and in my relationships so you know that's it being equally yoked going to bring it all full circle is i i never un truly understood it until you know i was trying to be here again because like i mean like i said there's the difference between churchgoers and, and christians like to find somebody that is truly truly trying to walk with god versus that you know that's just that box check that says oh yeah i'm a christian like because i mean that's at least in you know in the bible belt of of the of america you know, dating, you know, pretty much everybody that I've asked. I mean, I, I, I'm not naive to say that, you know, everyone's a Christian, but everyone that I've, you know, pursued has been like, yeah, yeah, I'm a Christian. You're like, yeah. I mean, that's cause it's just kind of like what you do around here is, is go to church. Um, like, or most people do. Um, but you know, obviously, you know, we were both not truly walking with the Lord because we, you know, we allowed ourselves to, you know, knowing, knowing that it's wrong yeah, to still do it. Um, and so for me, that's the, that's the big thing that, that I've noticed that's different, you know, trading, you know, trying to you know, date and pursue, you know, someone that, you know, truly, at least in my judgment, has a, has a good relationship for the Lord. Um, that's, that's something that's been a big, right. big difference. And it also says, and this is going to be a bombshell for some of y'all, that when you have sex with another, you become one with them. Your body be joins together, you become one. Literally, if you think about it, sorry to put this image in your head, and spiritually, you become one with that person. And that's something that's created for you and your wife. And you become one. Yeah. You don't want to bring all this past stuff with baggage, you. Baggage, yeah. All this baggage with you. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, and to go on that, uh, another point that I wanted to bring up is that something that the Lord has, has shown me is that I have to be a full unbroken person to have a good, to even pursue a good relationship. Meaning that like, if I'm bringing baggage, you know, baggage yeah. yeah, like in, in hurts and, you know, obviously, you know, there's no, you're not going to be fully, you know, healed from it but you at least need to be in the healing process of it of you know hurts and you know hang-ups that we have in our lives that you know i was bringing and putting onto my relationships that you know i was trying to find the answers per se in that person like i was putting that person as my identity we'll say it that way um instead of having my relationship with the lord as first like if i you know the lord has, has shown me that you know, I, I've always said that, you know, I'm looking for a good godly woman and I want, you know, that's who I want to settle down with and have kids with and someone, you know, I want to spend the rest of my life with. But if I was not living my life as a good godly man, then I'm not the person that a good godly woman is even yeah. looking for. So that's not something that I'm even going to stumble upon. Like, I, mm -hmm. you know, I, I think that the Lord, you know, mm -hmm. I, has has shown me, you know, I, I after my my last relationship, I, you know, took a little, we'll say, took a little hiatus from the whole dating Magical. game. Yeah, yeah, because I, you know, I, I, you know, the Lord has put onto my heart or put onto my heart that, hey, dude, like, you know, you need to fix yourself. Yes, you, you can't just yeah. 
a lot of people go into a relationship thinking they could fix a relationship or the person in the relationship. And I think that gets them in a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. And there's another thing that I like to, to mention for all you single people out there looking for somebody. People believe, and it's a common misconception, I believe, that people believe that, that love, is, like love at first sight, or those things are like, you know, so real. There is a connection. Like when I met my wife, we had such a strong connection. And we were, we're both physically attracted to each other. So that, that's what brought us together. But there's... Love is more of a choice, and you'll find that out as you're married. At, in my case, 11 years now, we've been married, and it, there becomes a point where love is that choice that you have to make. When it's like, you know, let's just say you you, you get a big uh, bunch of money in, you know, tax time or something, and especially early in our in our marriage because we were so young, we'd make a lot of uh, dumb decisions. I'd be like, I want to buy a boat, and my wife would say, I don't think that's smart, you know. And just me in in that season, my life just wanted a boat so bad that I was like, I'm doing it, I'm doing it. Well, what happened? My, my boat was so crappy, it sank in the bottom of the lake, and we were just out that money. You know, it's a dumb decision, and we, you know, you get in some disagreements and things like that, and you have to choose to love each other. You can't just call it quits when you're married. Yeah. And, and as a single person looking for a potential godly woman or a spouse, because that's what it is, dating, as we said, you have to remember, remind yourself of that, that love is a choice. And is this someone I want to choose to love every single day of my life? Is, is Does she have those personalities and characteristics that I'm looking for. And if she's a godly woman, she probably does. Yeah, and it's uh, uh, somebody that you turn me on to listening to is is The Porch. And uh, they have a whole series that you... Oh, did you check it out? Yes, yes, that you should have, if you're listening to this... Fantasy Marriage, what what are the names of them? There's some some good ones. The one that I listened to yesterday um, was, uh, it's The Five Reasons Why You Shouldn't Date, um, was the title of the sermon. Um, And it was... You know, I found myself, uh, I, I guess, identifying with, like, back when I, you know, before I, the Lord, you know, said, hey, you need to stop and, and focus on me for a little bit. Like, I, I was that person. Like, I, like all of these, these five things, like, he was like, okay, yep, you're doc- definitely talking about Drew Gaddis right there. Like, those are those five things. that I, I wish I found that sermon earlier. But um, if you're listening to this, you should go listen. Uh, I forget the, uh, the preacher's name who did it, so I'm sorry. Um, David Marvin. Yes. Um, so you should just go look at the porch and their dating series, and it's great. But one of the things he says is that um, you should be looking for characteristics over desire. Like going back to what you just said, like, you know, because in your, in your marriage one day, you know, obviously I don't have any, any basis to go off of that. But in your marriage one day, you're going to, you know, your hair's gonna change. You're gonna your weight's gonna change a little bit. Your hormones gonna change a little bit, and like you're not gonna be this the same you know stud of a person anymore that you you know you were when you're younger. But the characteristics of your spouse, like the, their core characteristics, Patient, are not gonna change. Kindness. Yes, because that's what's gonna carry you through through your um, the rest of your life. Yeah, through the rest Every, of your life. Everything is gonna be kind of defined on their characteristics. It's gonna be a point where you're both old and gray and and you're gonna have to look at each other you know and, and say I, I still love you because I love I love how patient you are I love how kind you are I love how caring you are I love how you always put others first and those things are that beauty's gonna shine through in that yeah yeah and so that's again if you if you're listening to this and you're a single person and going through the same you know same don't fall for the trap the, the hot dog of a, a girl in short shorts and yes. not being modest look for that that, that girl that's beautiful wearing, you know, a sweater. Wearing, je- yes. wearing and two, jeans and a sweater in 80-degree heat. There you go. Yes. Jeans and a sweater in 80-degree heat. Yes, sir. <laughs> she, two, she is the one you want. Yes, yes. And two, 
just to sum it all up, that you want to be, if you're, you know, I, I'm obviously a man, so I have experience from that. But if you're looking for a good godly woman, a good godly woman, you want to make sure that you are what a good godly woman is is looking for. Because yeah, I was, yeah. I, you know, for a lo- the longest time I was not. Like, you know, a good godly woman, you know, is not looking for someone who's going out well, and getting and, drunk. And that's exactly, like, that was some of the best advice I ever heard when I was entering my, like, latter years of college was, um, it was like, don't don't uh okay hold on yeah don't become someone who's looking to date become the person that the person you're looking to date is looking to date there you go because the the purpose of you dating is marriage and you want somebody that's going to be a partner that lifts you up that helps you along in your faith journey the whole reason we're here on this earth jesus said is is to spread the gospel to tell people the good news and and to be followers of Christ. And so if that's our whole purpose and our whole mission of our life, you need someone that's going to help you and support you. And I'm sure your wife, I can say my wife definitely does. She definitely builds me up and makes me a better person. Better spiritually, she helps me to grow and develop and, and to grow closer to the Lord every day. Yeah. And that's the point of, of what you want. So if you're single and you're dating and you're looking for somebody, ask yourself that question. Is she going to make me closer to Christ or further away? Is she going to help me grow spiritually or is she going to kind of push me away you know think ask that question first as soon as you meet him say is this is this a girl that's gonna really push me closer to god i think the other th- if she is the other to thing it. too with that and this is for you know both dudes and gals um is missional dating is not a real thing like if you if you are a believer and you are wanting like the right person never never settle and never date somebody that isn't after the same things that you're after thinking not like thinking that you'll change them or it doesn't matter if they agree to go to church or if it, 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 it that doesn't matter if it's not somebody that is in a position to be equally yoked with you spiritually and challenge you and help you grow and and you know if if you are a woman if it is not someone if it is if it is not a man who at the point of marriage you would trust to lead your household spiritually don't entertain him and if you're if you are a man if she is a woman who you would not feel fit to lead her spiritually or or if she doesn't challenge you spiritually sure, sure. then introduce it to yeah, mama then she's not yeah. worth your time and it, yeah i mean i don't yeah, care how hot she is man like it doesn't matter <laughs> Yeah, yeah yeah 100% it's it a good a, point you know and communication is such a key thing you got to be able to communicate your, your desires. If you say you wanted to be a missionary, you want to go out and you want to travel the world and tell people about Jesus, and then you marry someone like Gaddis who wants to go to bed at 8.30, <laughs> it's not going to work out. So you need to put it right up in the forefront and say, this is my this is my heart's desire. I feel like God put in me. Hmm. You know, and, th- and that'll cure cure a lot of the problems right off the bat. If they're like, well, I'm not like that. You yeah. know, I'm, I'm, going, I'm going out speaking to people about Jesus. I, I want to go to the grocery store and spend an hour talking to people at Publix. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, to what John said, you know, Two broken people don't make a hole. Like you know, two halves don't make a hole in this, in this whole game. Like that, you know, that's something that the Lord has, has shown me. Like like I said earlier, it's, you know, you have to be, you have to go in, in a place, where you, you know, your your relationship with the Lord is first and foremost, in the you know, obviously we're imperfect people. Humans make mistakes. We all sin. You know, there's you know, there's no. You know, there's no such thing as the perfect person. Like you're not, you're never gonna find the perfect person because you're not a perfect person. But you know, don't you don't need to be going in 
to a relationship, trying to fill a void, which is something that I was trying to do, you know, trying to find joy through that person. Like that whole person was my whole identity. You know, that's not, you know, that's not going through, you know, coming from a good place where you need to start your dating. Um, you know, you have to come from a place that, you know, in my experience that, you know, the Lord has, the Lord is first and foremost, your, your, your need, your want, your goal. He's your, you know, he's your sustenance. Like it's not that this person is not going to fulfill you. Only the Lord can fulfill you. And, you know, if they're, if they're not, you know, coming from the, the same point that you, you are from that. And it's, it's wasting your time. Wasting your time. So we're, we're running out of time right here. Um, so we want to, um, just have a few closing thoughts if we have any, John. Yeah, I mean, I'll say this. It's like, even outside of, um, and we didn't really get to t- talk about it too much, but in relationships, in dating relationships pre-marriage, like, even if you exclude sex, like, there is a, a cornucopia full of other mistakes and other temptations that can arise and that can be made. Um, and I know for me, like, one of the big big mistakes I made was I got complacent. Um, and if you're dating somebody and, and you, you truly love them and, and you want to keep Christ at the center, remember that your, your job is to love them as, as Christ loved the church. And that's not a love that grows complacent. That's not a love that, that dims or, or dulls just because things become routine. But that is a self-sacrificing, active, passionate love um, that may look different every single day. Um, but your, your relationship is a ministry as much as it is um, a battleground for you spiritually. Um, so be alert, be on guard. It's a spiritual partnership. Yeah. And and I, I can say, you know, there's nobody who, who has challenged me more in my life spiritually than my wife, but there's also nobody who has helped me draw as close to the Lord as my wife. And I think that's the way it should be. 100%. I think... Uh... I'd like to leave this for the for the men. If you're looking for a woman out there, look for a Proverbs 31 woman. Read that, read that, read read all that, and just and pick out the little details of, of what a good godly woman is, because it explains it all. It's such a beautiful passage. My wife loves that. She reads it and she's like, that's her goal. That's who she wants to be, and and she's she's awesome. She's doing great at it. And and if you're a girl listening to this and you're looking for a man, look for a, a man that's bold and brave, and that can lead you spiritually that that's not afraid to pray in public you'll say hey let's pray if they're not not afraid to encourage you or not afraid to stand up for what's right that's what you want in a man i think if you if you look into both of those things i think you'll be all right yep just draw close to the lord and you know it will be the lord's time you know if you're single you know like me something we have to realize is that you know it'll be the lord's time in the lord's person that i'll have you have you to find like it 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 won't be anything that you're going to do you know it's it's if the Lord wants it, wills it, he, it will happen. So we well, thank you all for listening to another episode of the 1024 Podcast. Um, stay tuned every Friday, and, and we'll have another episode for you next week. Thank you. See you all soon. Bye.